0: welcome to Stuff We Love Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Stuff We Love Podcast. I'm your host, Scott, and I am happy and honored to welcome back to the show returning guest and returning champion, Alex. Alex, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks, Scott. I'm excited to be here again.
0: So glad you're joining us tonight. And uh, we're going to be talking about Health and fitness on tonight's episode, something that you and I have talked about before, paying particular attention to Peloton. Uh, some of the, We'll talk about some of the recent news related to Peloton and our own recent workout experiences. So I think that'll be uh, good for us to, to chat about because it's been a while since we've talked fitness. We talked a lot of music on the previous episodes.
1: Definitely. I'm excited. You know, it's my favorite topic.
0: Or well, one, I, I know what you I favorite. have
1: to say music is my first. <laughs> but music Peloton is Peloton is is a close, close second.
0: I want to begin tonight's episode by commending you on a I guess it was an Instagram post or a story I saw that actually made me laugh out loud that you had, where it was a picture of someone with a lengthy text message on their phone and it said something like, When my friend texts me and asks if I should buy if they should buy a Peloton, and that's your response. Is that oh, that yes. was you, right?
1: <laughs> that was indeed me. Um <laughs> Which is, it came at a hilarious time because somebody that I haven't talked to in a while reached out to me and she was like, Hey, I see you're very active on Peloton. What do you think? Like, this is what I'm feeling. Do you think I would fit into like their demographic? And of course I, I, well, she Instagram DM'd me and I was like, hold on. I'm like, here's my number. You have to text me. <laughs> I can't do this via Instagram DM. Of course. And that is literally what I sent like that long of a text. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I just kept rattling off reasons why, and she wasn't the first person. And then, I texted that same meme to another one of my friends who I go to school with, and I was like, "This is what I imagine it's like to talk to me when you ask <laughs> me about Peloton." And she's like, "Accurate." <laughs> um, so it was a it was a fun little way to start the morning.
0: That's awesome. Look, I uh, I become a big advocate for Peloton. People, if they ask me how it's going. I, I really enjoy telling them about it because my experiences are really extremely positive, and uh, I I see how the products really can change your life, uh, t- change your life, and I, I mean that sincerely. That's not an exaggeration. For me, it's led to weight loss, muscle gain, improved fitness, improved flexibility, mental improvements, and it's I, I, all that I attribute to Peloton. To say it yeah. changed my life is not an understatement.
1: I completely agree. I mean, as you know, I came, I came back from an injury mm-hmm. that was very, very tough to get out of, both physically and mentally. I think it helped me in enormous amounts of ways. Mm-hmm. Is that even the right way to say it, an enormous way. <laughs> no, 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 no. You got it. I, yeah. I know
0: what you. We know um, what you meant.
1: <laughs> but yeah, every discipline, right? Like I, I've been getting more into yoga and running and meditation, and it just puts you in the right mindset, and it's. I, it feels wrong to not start my day with Peloton. And I know that sounds so cheesy to say out loud, but its so it just sets me, puts me in the right mood, sets the tone for the day, and, right. and really just it mentally puts you in a really great space.
0: I remember a workout I did. It was a it was a bike boot camp I did a long time ago with Robin. And I did the weight component of it. And it was probably about ten minutes worth of weights. Now that may not seem like a lot 10 minutes but I remember Robin saying that she said to the you know the people participating you just did more in that 10 minutes than most people in the country do in a week and that resonated with me so as long as you're doing something even a little bit of exercise studies now show lead to increased life expectancy uh, increased job performance for example mental sharpness that type of stuff so Once you incorporate it into your life and you get those benefits, it's very hard to be without it. Even if it's just a quick workout, I'll tell you that, you know, for example, Sunday is a very light day for me on the Peloton. It's the closest I have to a true rest day, but I still do a 10 minute core. I'll maybe do a meditation. There's something else I'm incorporating into my workouts, which I'm going to get to in a little bit. Um, And, you know, I'm not working out that long, but it still is just good for the body.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah. On my rest days, I usually do the same. Sometimes I'll even do like a 10 minute, 15 minute, low impact ride, yeah. a little bit of strength and then call it a day. Right. Um, you know, again, just because it puts me in that, in a really, really great mindset.
0: Right. I agree with you. And of course Peloton has an addictive component too. Once you complete the workouts, you get that little check Mark on your screen and it becomes just essential that you, you get that check Mark every day.
1: Oh, of course! And now I'm—it's—it's it's like my Spotify Wrapped. I'm trying to beat my previous year sure. of Peloton. Like now, this year, I need to get more minutes. I want to get a 365-day streak instead of like a 362, right. which I was not proud of last year. Now I'm still remarkable. I'm still joking. I'm joking. I was very, very proud of that. It was just funny how I was like, oh, three days? Are you kidding me?"
0: Three days. <laughs> um, you should have done a five-minute meditation each of those days.
1: I know. I know. I know. It's crazy. I-
0: uh, Alex, first off, I want to uh, congratulate you because you recently ran, it's a marathon, right? Am I saying that? Right? Is it considered a marathon?
1: A half marathon, half, but yes. Half marathon.
0: Okay. Very An good. Official
1: half marathon. Brooklyn and I would like you marathon. to
0: tell us about it.
1: Definitely. Um, so it was my first one. And like all other things, I have a way to connect Peloton to it. <laughs> I would not, that, I mean this with the most sincerity as possible, I would not have made it through without the tread instructors and the strength instructors and even the bike. I think it all really helped me. And I, Scott, I know we've talked about this a bunch on the tread and how it's kind of hard to get in your groove sometimes. And when you're really not feeling great, but you still want to get a good workout in, like yes. you asked me, you previously asked me about like, you know, how I get through it. And I, I think I like just said, I, I say like one, two, one, two in my head, like they do. Um, And it really got me through the half marathon, to be honest with you. Like I was taking Bex's running classes every Saturday. They ranged from like 45 to 60 minutes. Some of them were endurance. Some of them are progression runs. And, you know, and I think on the off days I took, as you know, Emma's rock rides are my favorite. But they've helped me train in so many different ways and rad strength classes. Everything just all came together. Mm -hmm. And it was really awesome um, to be at such like an amazing event. Like I, we, my friend and my sister and I signed up for this Brooklyn half marathon. It's a half and a full at the same time. Um, I didn't train for the full, but trust me, I was very tempted to just wing it. <laughs> um, but we signed up and I didn't realize how popular or big it was. Like, of course it's Brooklyn, but I I had never run an official half marathon before. Mm-hmm. And it was something that I, I can't even explain it. It was, I had runner's high for like a week, I think. I think. Right. Um, I wasn't going for any PR, but I ran my fastest splits ever in my life, wow. straight in a row until I hit the hills in Brooklyn, and I wanted to just collapse. But I powered through. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was really proud of it, and I ran it. And I want. I said I wanted to run it in under two hours. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to be upset if I didn't. But I ran it in an hour and thirty nine minutes. I think. And how
0: many miles was that? Thirteen point one. It's Remarkable, he, uh, you know, I know speaking on behalf of all of our listeners, when I say we are extremely proud of you, oh,
1: thank you, I appreciate it.
0: It's a remarkable achievement. A marathon is a difficult thing. I, um, look, I have a hard time getting through a 30 minute walk run on the tread, <laughs> so a marathon is uh, <laughs> hey, me too, <laughs> it's tough, especially Olivia. I did an Olivia 20 minute walk run this morning, and uh, oh my gosh. it's challenging, it's challenging.
1: Oh, I'm sure Olivia is is mighty. She's very tough. I love her. I love her runs and I love her rides. She's incredible.
0: Yes. If you want to go for that extra effort and really know, look, any workout is great, but know that you're giving yourself a really intense workout. Olivia is the way to go. Totally. Uh, Do you think your experience in the marathon and having completed it gives you the confidence to perhaps go for a full marathon? Yeah.
1: So I think my Yes, to answer your question, yes. I'm a little bit nervous, but it's kind of one of those things where I went in with this, might sound so stupid out loud, but I went in with the mentality of like, I had these little check marks, right? Like, so finishing in under two hours was like, just like a thing. Like, it wasn't like a, I'm going to be upset if I don't finish in under two hours. Like, I was just making it a benchmark. And then I was like, wait, just finishing it would be the biggest accomplishment. And like that kind of takes the worry out of a full marathon, if that makes any sense at all. I think mm-hmm. it definitely gives me the courage to do it. I really want to train and I want to continue training. Like I don't, I want to keep it constant so that like, if there's a half that I want to sign up for, like I feel that I'm ready to just do it. And I don't know that that's so unrealistic because I run all the time. And as you know, I go, I go on the tread and I run outside. And I, I've always been like a distance person. um, but. Yeah. So I want to keep up that training. I think I'm going to try to qualify for the New York City marathon, but we'll see. Okay. (laughs) I don't know if that's going to happen, but fingers crossed. I don't want to put too much pressure on myself.
0: You know what you should consider doing is going for the Disney marathons.
1: Oh my God. I want to, I want to, isn't the dopey run like a 5k, a 10k, a half and a full, like all in five days.
0: I think so. And they're very tough to get into like the Tickets go on sale, and some people that want to participate just can't because they get sold out. But
1: yeah,
0: I have seen it in action. I would action. love to. I, and it's a real marathon. I mean, it's legitimate, uh, legitimate oh, exercise. Totally. Uh, you just got to get up very early in the morning, I think, is when they start running the marathons because don't want to interrupt people's vacations. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to be down there marathon weekend next year. Even if I don't run in the marathon, I'm supposed to go to a work thing around that time, and I think it's around there. So we could we could go celebrate after a marathon.
1: We could, and maybe you can run with me if you're if it works out, <laughs> and if I get in, I don't know. I'll meet you we're like gonna your have Delis, to discuss. Okay? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to discuss off the record how I get into the Disney Marathon now. <laughs> I will, uh,
0: uh For that, I'm going to have to bring in a frequent guest here on the podcast. Another Scott. uh, he has run marathons at disney and he would know more about it than i would so amazing i feel i should know more but he's he's the expert the um but congrats that's really a great achievement uh let me ask you a question when you were running the marathon did you like do you listen to headphones like do you, or do you just like what do you do when you're running
1: yeah so i read a bunch of things online that said it's not advised to wear headphones Like just so you can like hear things around you. And I totally get it. Like I, I started off with pop punk because I feel like I run my best with pop punk and rock. So I made (laughs) like everything from my teenage years on a playlist plus like Foo Fighters and some other classic rock, of course. Yeah. And I ran with my headphones in for like a good seven-ish miles and then the hills started and I was like let me just like stop my music and see how this goes and I know that's probably not the best time to do it but I wanted to like hear everything around me soak it in like I was kind of nearing the end and it was like a weird feeling because I was super exhausted um but I think it was like all mental at that point because I was like I knew the hills were coming Mm because I read this thing about the the route and everything. So I knew it was coming. So I think I was just like mentally exhausted from like talking myself down for seven miles. Right. Um, So I just stopped my music and I like listened to what was around me. And then I just like powered through the rest, but it was awesome. And I'm glad I did that because I got to like soak in the last few miles. It sounds weird, but I was like sad when it was over.
0: Hey, if you're sad when a marathon's over, it shows that you, uh, your training has worked.
1: I was, I was very sad, (laughs) but I was happy to go back and, and watch my sister and my friend finish. So that was fun.
0: Great, that's awesome. You all finished the marathon and that's, congrats to everyone, that's wonderful. Thank you. So now let's turn to, from a happy story like that to, I'm not gonna say it's a sad story, I'm gonna call this a concerning story related to Peloton because without getting into the uh, the actual numbers, Peloton released their latest earnings report earlier this week and it was not good. It was worse than expected. Um, The words that their current CEO used were that I, I believe he said that Peloton is, quote, thinly capitalized, close quote. And I think they took out a $750 million loan, some massive loan from some banks on Wall Street. And what I'm seeing on Reddit and Facebook and some of the Peloton groups is that for the first time, there is legitimate nervousness about whether Peloton as a company is going to survive this because they're they seem to be in such bad financial shape. There is concern. Now, I'll be honest with you, I am not concerned about that. I think Peloton is going to be here. One way or another, we're going to have our bikes, we're going to have our treads, we're going to have our workouts and all that. I, agree. I think I, I just don't know what type of company it's going to be. I think they need to write the ship. Um, but what what is your take on this?
1: I agree. I think it's gonna to have to be like an apple or a fitbit well actually i think google owns fitbit so apple google one of those to maybe buy peloton if that if that's what it takes for it to exist i don't i'm not at all worried about peloton ever going away mm-hmm. i don't think it would ever be that scenario but i also think that it was kind of an unfair take on the new ceo because, you know, like he came in, what, two months ago?
0: Right. I don't blame him for this. I I don't.
1: At all, right? Like you can't, if people are expecting him to turn numbers around in two months, it's just so unrealistic and they're setting themselves up for failure. Right. Um, So that I was like, not upset about, but I was like, dang, that kind of sucks for him. You know, I don't, I don't. Right. Like, because, you know, people are automatically going to think poorly of this guy because you can turn the numbers around. Um, quick enough. But no, to answer your question, I'm not worried about them going anywhere. I think it's gonna have to be like a somebody buys them uh situation. If they're that thinly capitalized.
0: That those words make me nervous. (laughs) (laughs) The um they still have I think the number was 7 million subscribers. Mm -hmm. Their subscriber growth still increased. One thing that I thought was unrealistic was that. They said they're hoping to get hundred million subscribers. And to me, if you, if you're at 7 million now, and even though I, I know the pandemic, you know, the virus is still spreading like crazy, but you know, if we're going to get to this, po- if we're at that, that point now, when people are emerging back into society and gym membership is going up, I don't see how you get to hundred million subscribers on Peloton. The, um, It's funny. I said to Joe this morning, I'm like, Joe, let me ask you a question. If Dennis left Peloton, Dennis is one of the instructors in case our listeners don't know. He's Joe and my favorite instructor. And he started his own fitness company where he charged a monthly fee. Would you pay it? What do you think we both said? Of course. Yes. (laughs) Yes, that's right. (laughs) That's
1: right. You absolutely would. Um, But Joe would be the first subscriber. Actually, I'm sorry. Let's backtrack. You guys would fight over who would be the first subscriber.
0: That's how it would go in my head. (laughs) It it could be, Joe. It could be. But um, it's just, it's not good. I think one of the biggest things that sticks out to me is that they have this massive inventory of product. And I feel that someone should have thought, hey, wait a second. We know why people are working out at home now. We got this pandemic. It's convenient. They don't have to go to the gym and see other people, et cetera, et cetera. But one day this is going to hopefully end. And they should have, in my opinion, realized that growth at that rate was just not sustainable. And uh, they're having to write off all these millions and millions of dollars because of this excess equipment. Uh, by the way, we should get a free piece of equipment now. That's what we should do. You and I, we... Uh,
1: I know. I already uh, own every single piece. That's true. Am, fr- I'm, I'm when they come up with the
0: rower, you get the rower. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, something else stood out in the uh, in the earnings report, uh, Alex. And I, I don't know if you saw it. I hope I'm, right, I'm stating this correctly. I think they said that the average user on Peloton did 18 classes a month. That may have been up from 15 classes or something like that. And if you think about it, that's not really that much.
1: I, I feel like I do like 100. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I can't I believe stop. That. Yeah, no, I, I. It's that's so interesting, and I. I think you're right. I do remember seeing that. Um yeah, it it seems, I feel like there are two different types of people, like there's like me and you and Joe who like do it every day or who, who are super, I don't want to say super, obviously we're super loyal, but not in comparison to the other group that, that I'm going to say, because they could be loyal and still do 18 classes a month, right? Like there's nothing, I'm not knocking that by any means, No. but it's such a like, broad range of people and workout styles and things right like i personally like to stack two or uh, three 20 minute rides to meet an hour just because i yes. like different like different music styles and different instructors and i want to try everything and get as many in as opposed to like one 60 minute class mm-hmm. but those people could be taking a 60 minute class for 18 times right. A, right like so it's such a weird like it's such a vague statistic i guess <laughs> um but i think that was super interesting too. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know.
0: Well, take Peloton's most popular classes. Like I would guess that the a Cody ride is mm-hmm. uh, um, like XOXO Cody is extremely popular. You could get close to 300,000 people taking that ride and that's yeah. tremendous, but that is unique. Most rides do not get anywhere near that number. And you're right. looking at 7 million subscribers. Well, that's not like, you're looking at a very small minority of the customers who take their most popular classes.
1: Right. No, you're right. The 7 million to 100 million is like setting an unrealistic expectation post-pandemic. And I, I don't know if that's like a super hot take or – and I don't mean that in a negative way. I just think that that's the way that the world is shifting right now and from what I've seen, right? Like, all of my friends are back at the gym. Mm-hmm. As you and, and our listeners know, I am very loyal to Peloton. I will oh, be yeah. going back to the gym. I love my own equipment. I love the fact that nobody else touches it, but like me and my family. And right. like, I know it's being taken care of and I know it's, I, I have it whenever I need it. And I could just hop on the tread early in the morning, mm-hmm. not have to drive anywhere. It's amazing. But I don't think a lot of people are super into that. And I think, of course, like every other digital fitness company it was really hot during the pandemic that mm-hmm. i literally that's when i got one right right like i was coming off an injury saw that we were going into this and i was like well i need something to do at home cuz i'll never get i'll never get up again <laughs> i'll never right. up again um but i think it takes like a certain amount of dedication and love to like stay on that train
0: it does you and know? I guess one of the things that we have learned in the past couple of years is that human beings really are very social creatures. We crave yeah. that human companionship. But I'll tell you that when it comes to the gym, I don't crave that companionship. I like you just said, I like working on my own stuff. I hate I mean look, I've been to gyms. I belong to gyms and you know, you see people drenched in sweat get off the machine and then it's your turn to hop on. It's like this is disgusting. You know, it's it's yeah. really not appeal. They don't wipe
1: it down. They don't They care. don't wipe
0: it down. It's really, it's gross. It's, 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 <laughs> it's gross. It is. It it is it's is.
1: gross. I know it sounds disgusting, but it really is. It's the truth. People don't take care of things. And when it's your own, you know, it's being handled properly. Right. Um, Yeah. But you know what? And to your point too, Scott, I feel like at the gym, like, yes, when I was in high school and a little bit in college, I would go with friends, but like, yes, I was never really working out. Let's, I'm going to be honest with myself. I was never really working out. It was just a fun, like experience. So like, it was a time to socialize with my friends after school. And I loved it for that. Like, that's Mm. what it was at that time in my life. But now I have to say when I was going like in my twenties, I never talked to anybody at the gym. Like I was kind of just like, please leave me alone. Don't look at me. Don't talk to me. Don't ask me if I'm almost done. Like I just want to finish my set and like get off the equipment But now on Peloton, like I actually look forward to my Monday night rides and my Thursday morning rides, because I know that my virtual friends are going to be in there.
0: Right. I get it. And it's fun.
1: Like I have them on Instagram. We connect through social media and it's, it's so surreal to have met like actual friends through a platform like Peloton. So I think that's another thing that people don't see. Yes. And it's an automatic knock on them if they don't, If like, if you don't have Peloton and you didn't know anything about the community before you first started, it's kind of hard to like adapt
0: to it, I guess. I'm with you on that. In a way, Peloton is kind of like music in the sense that if you meet someone and you realize they listen to the same music as you do, you have that connection. Peloton is a connection. I actually met someone recently who lives in my neighborhood. We got to talking and he said to me, is that a Peloton jacket you're wearing? I'm like, yeah, I go, do you, do you ride? He goes, yeah, I ride almost every day. I'm into power zones. Well, boom, this this is now a friend for life. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, we may You're have in. nothing else in common, but the Peloton bond is strong.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: So I want to talk to you now. Speaking of Peloton, uh, take me through some of the stuff you've done recently on the bike because in previous uh, bike or tread or weights, whatever, because in previous episodes, we always like to tell our listeners what we've been working out on. And for our listeners, I think it serves a purpose, which is even if you don't have a Peloton, perhaps the workouts that we tell you about will inspire you to try something else in your own sort of workout plan. So give us a rundown on what you've been doing, Alex, workout wise.
1: Definitely. Um, So I'll start with the tread. I've, like I said before, I've been doing every Saturday, I do a Beck's Gentry run, whether it be progression, endurance, Sometimes it's intervals. I almost died in her Hidden Hills run the other day. Tough,
0: tough. That's tough. <laughs> um,
1: that was a big one. Um, but once you commit and you're in it, you're in it, which is great. And it's it's an awesome feeling. Where, like you have that not actual, almost died, but I was
0: very uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it,
0: it 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 gets to you. In the in yeah. the heat of things, there's that moment like, oh, I don't want to do this. But then when you do it, it's like go, go, go.
1: Yeah, I'm like, why would I do this? And then when the hills are over, I'm like, oh, it's fine. I could do the hit section. I'm fine. If I made it through 12 incline for 12 minutes, no problem for sprinting. Um, but I've been doing a lot of those. That's every weekend. And then throughout the week, I like to throw in like a 20-minute run here and there. Sometimes I'll do a walk plus run. I love Kirsten Ferguson. I think she's amazing as a person, as an instructor. Um personally, she motivates me. Like to no end. It's but like so simply, like just great music, great vibes. Jess Sims, same thing. Um, and actually, I'll call out a specific one that I took today. Two specific mm-hmm. ones. Yes, I took a pop punk run with Daniel. Oh, and his pop punk runs are amazing. If you haven't taken them,
0: and I'm not. I mean, that's I'm very big
1: into pop punk. So <laughs>
0: that's that's one of our favorite genres.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, and then I took the 20 minute Jess Sims EDM from this week as well that was for asian islander pacific heritage month yes um but it was all like djs and remixes that was a really really great run and then i did the kirsten ferguson walk plus run for mother's day Mm -hmm. which is great if like you want some inspiration and to hear some awesome stories right but those are my main tread instructors I think they're just incredible. I mean, everybody's incredible, but those are just mm-hmm. the ones that stick for me just based on the live schedules. On the bike, as you know, I, I, Emma is my home girl. Of course. Um, I take her every Monday and Thursday, and I'm going to do the Fleetwood Mac ride this weekend. I yes. have to. Can't miss that.
0: Fleetwood Mac artist series coming to Time is what Alex is yes. referring. There's a series of classes all set to the music of Fleetwood Mac.
1: Incredible. It's, we've been waiting for this one for a while. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> I'm good. very excited. Um, but, and then I've been taking Alex a lot on the bike, Olivia, Kendall. I took a really great Kendall hit ride the other day. Um, I'm kind of all over the place to be honest with you, but in terms of training, I will say I have been doing this thing where I've been trying to get a 30 minute PR for so long <laughs> and it's on the, one of on those the bike? on the bike. It's like my hardest one to get. Um, And the last time I PR'd it was the Foo Fighters ride. (laughs) And I got like over 400 output. And I was like, okay, well, that's never going to happen again. And then I was like, well, how can I kind of train up to that point where like, I feel like I'm getting close to that, not even PRing, but getting close to that number a little bit each time. So I started going back to Emma's old rock rides, like literally just straight rock or classic rock, which for the listeners tend to be the hardest. And I I've been doing that for a couple of weeks now. And I, I mean, I recently PR'd my 30 minute, but that's besides the point. It doesn't even matter about the PR, but those are really good. Like stacking old rides like that are, have helped me so much, like train to the point that I'm at now. And, um, yeah, highly recommend going back and. For any of the instructors. I did, I did that with Olivia a few months ago. Went back, took her old stuff. Went back to Kendall's, took her old stuff. Um, I just think it's a really good way to kind of get back into it. Um, and then in addition to the rides and the tread, I've been doing a bunch of strength classes and trying to do at least two a day. I have done Emma's Crush Your Court one and two. I did the second one twice, actually. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, of course, it can't hurt. But I think just having the program, even though I've done it, like having that one thing a day that keeps me tied to strength and like holds me accountable is important for me. Mm -hmm. Just because sometimes I run out of time in the morning and like I'll have to do it later in the day, which is totally fine. Better than doing it. Not at all. Not doing it at all. Um, But I've done that a bunch. I've been into the artist series for classes and arms classes. The Rock 22 Challenge, I'm sure we'll get into that in a little bit. I loved the upper body classes. They were insane.
0: Just take a moment, since you mentioned it, to tell our listeners what that is. Because I think this would be a good segue as part of your strength training discussion. Rock 22, what is it?
1: Oh, definitely. Um, Rock 22 was a 22-day challenge. And correct me if I'm wrong. I believe it was 22 days. I believe that's (laughs) Um, correct. Where we had to do a rock music class every day. And they dropped new cycling tread. They had yoga, Pilates, bar, anything strength. you could think of. They oh, had the strength, yes, yeah. strengths. Um, they had all these rock classes and we got to pick which ones and you could take a bunch stretching too. That's another one. Um, and we had to take one every day to get a shiny badge. Right. And you have to go for the gold.
0: of course. What was your favorite? Because I, I, I'll be honest with you. I was doing some traveling and I just didn't, didn't. Pr- do as many Rock 22 classes in that 22-day period as I would have wanted. I continue to do them now, but uh, what was your favorite class as part of Rock 22?
1: Oh, my gosh. I have so many. Okay, top... Top three. Selena Samuela's Rock This Upper Body. Okay. No, I'm, I'm lying. I have four. Okay. That one. Allie Love's 2000s rock ride i think it was i did it
0: this week on years and neil's recommendations it was great
1: i might that might have been one of my favorite rides yes. ever i don't know i just loved it her vibes were awesome the music was great yeah um beck's 20 minute weezer run mm-hmm. that was another one and i loved emma's 30 minute i think it was spotify women of rock
0: Right, I believe that that's correct. I think that
1: part that counted as a part of the challenge. Um right. and I also, wow, I'm rattling them off.
0: They're good classes.
1: Ben's Fallout Boy ride. Incredible. Oh, I didn't do that incredible. one. That's a good one
0: to do. I have to remember that. Yeah.
1: Really good. Um yeah, those are my favorites. Do you have any?
0: Uh no, wh- you didn't
1: take as many, but
0: Yeah, the ones I've taken so far, the Ally Love one was tremendous. 2000s rock ride. I think what I really liked about that one is the way that she incorporated a very challenging Tabata set and hit set in the ride. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tabata is a very difficult type of working out for our listeners that don't know where you may do 20 minutes, 20 seconds of intense workout, then cool down for 10, then another 20 seconds, cool down for 10 Your recovery period is half of your intense workout period, basically, and hit, which stands for high intensity interval training is more one-to-one. So you do, let's say 30 seconds on high intensity, 30 seconds, relax. 30 seconds on, 30 seconds, relax. Um, and the way that Ali Love worked that into the ride was was just awesome. I thought it was great. Yeah. Uh, um, so that I did one today on strength. I did Kendall's Arms and Light Weights Paramore. That was a tough one. Tough, tough. My, my arms
1: were burning <laughs> for I mean, days.
0: And I only used three pound weights. So did I three pound weights and like where you did the over like that, you know, I'm, I'm motioning to Alex on this on our zoom screen here of a particular workout motion that Kendall had the uh, participants do. It was very hard. You would not think, I know I did. Definitely didn't think when I began arms and lightweights training that three pound weights would be difficult, but do it the way Peloton does it. It's difficult.
1: Yeah. No, I didn't a 45 minute intervals in arms the other day. Mm-hmm. It, oh, it nearly killed me <laughs> like my arms were killing me i did emma okay um, that one was really hard i did camilla a few days ago mm-hmm. that one was super tough um yeah you don't realize it. first of all i'm like sort of coordinated sort of not so like pedaling and moving my arms is very challenging mm-hmm. so like arms and lightweights separate from that is so nice
0: a great workout day on Peloton bike is this. You do 20 minutes of upper body strength training. You could either do a 20 minute upper body strength or do a 10 and 10, 10 minute arms and shoulders, 10 minute chest and back. Then you, I always add my own upper body strength exercises. I want to make sure I do good biceps. That's important to me. Um, Then you do an intervals and arms ride could be a 30 minute ride. And the combination of having done the strength training of upper body And then pushing it even further, it's good. And what I've learned from myself, I don't know if you've experienced this too. So let's say I'm on the bike and I'm doing a ride. I'll sweat, of course. But then when I do the uh, light weights, the three-pound weights I bring it in, I not to be gross, but I honestly start really sweating. And that's when the fat comes off. You know what I mean? That's when I – so. Totally. I um, and that's for me been a big change. I I did this on my brother's advice. He said, Scott, you know, you should try to bring in arms and light weights to improve your toning in the upper body. You're doing great. He said to me, I'm that's a brag, you know, you are doing great. Thank you. Thank you. A humble brag, humble brag, humble (laughs) brag. But, you know, I've done a tremendous amount of upper body strength training and I have my upper body strength has definitely increased. I see it in the mirror. Um, People tell me they see that difference. But I wanted to take it even further. So what I do is three days a week, I do my traditional upper body strength training that I've been doing. And that's with let's say 15 pound weights, 20, 25. Okay. Then one day of the week I do almost no strength training, but that's my closest to a rest day. But then those three other days, I've started doing the arms and light weights. Just 10 yeah. minutes. Okay. But you add that up over the course of the week. Well, that's 30 minutes of arms and light weights on top of the other strength I'm doing. And what I'm hoping it's going to show, and I kind of see a difference even after just a couple of days, it's going to increase the toning in my, in my arms and my shoulders and my back. Um, Definitely. And I really enjoy it. I did the Sam Yo, this is a great rock 22 thing. Jimi Hendrix, uh, arms and lightweights. I thought it was tremendous. He was into it. He, it was, he's a fantastic instructor, Sam Yo.
1: I need to do that one.
0: Yeah, it's good. I haven't it's done it good. yet. Did the Kendall Paramore, and I'm very happy to be doing that. It's it's a very enjoyable workout, and it's challenging. You feel like you're doing something, for sure.
1: Oh, definitely. Definitely. It's a burner. They're it's all burners.
0: Burner. <laughs> I'll give you another one I did uh, yesterday, which I really liked. The Callie Gullickson 30-Minute Disney Bike Boot Camp.
1: Ooh, I haven't done that. It's on my bookmarks.
0: Yes. And, you know, we have t- so many of our listeners are hardcore Disney fans like us. And uh, Peloton excels at their Disney workouts. I mean, there are so many to choose from. And the uh, Disney Bike Boot Camp, it kind of focused more on Disney Channel music. You know, I'm more into the traditional, you know, songs from Cinderella. And, you know, I, I could go spinning to uh, Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes. If, uh, you know, that, but of course. But this was more kind of like Lizzie McGuire movie, Hannah Montana. And I like that, by the way.
1: <laughs> the oh, music, of course. The music I love that.
0: But I, I think it's great, you know, it's um, a very complete workout. Uh, let's see, what else have I been doing on Peloton that stands out?
1: Have you done I'm any on the tread?
0: Uh Well, I did today a 20 minute walk run with Olivia. Right. I'll tell you, this is an Olivia observation. OK, and by the way, for those listeners who don't know who Olivia is, uh, go to Peloton's YouTube channel. There's a new video of Olivia working out with Joe Jonas and incredible. So she is known as one of Peloton's tougher instructors, as we were talking about earlier on this podcast. And okay. So on a walk run, you, as the name suggests, you run and you walk and you go back and forth. So I noticed that Olivia, when she runs and she says, okay, bring it down to a walk. She goes for a few extra seconds and she doesn't even always lower the speed on the tread. She'll start walking at the speed of the tread that she was running at. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe what I was seeing.
1: Interesting. Yes. If you I've never one noticed today, that.
0: Yes. I'm going to have to do it. So I did that today and then I did a 20-minute power walk with Jermaine.
1: Nice. Well, I, I love did, Jermaine. Jermaine She's is awesome. very good.
0: And I did a 10-minute cool down walk with uh, Jocelyn, who is one of my favorite instructors on Peloton. I find her uh, very great. good for training. She's excellent at guiding you. And this is another reason I love Peloton. So You could go to the gym and you could get on the tread and have a good workout. But on Peloton, for example, Jocelyn, she will, I guess her name is Jocelyn Thomas Rule or Thompson Rule. Thompson, yeah. Thompson Rule. So she'll say, okay, you know, make sure your body's in this position, raise your shoulders, move this, and you really, your form improves due to the guidance you receive all within the cost of a monthly subscription fee. (laughs) Incredible. No problem. (laughs) No problem. Oh,
1: speaking of that, do you have the guide?
0: No. Um, And I'm not opposed to getting it. It's just I don't have a setup right now that lends itself towards that because I'm often working out not on the TV, but on the bike or the tread, even for my strength exercises or my phone. Yeah. Do you have the guide?
1: I do. I just got it. I got it. Well, no, not just. I got it a few weeks ago.
0: Tell our listeners what the guide is for those that don't know.
1: The guide is, (laughs) of course, God, you're so demanding, Scott, on the podcast. <laughs> no. Um, the guide is an additional piece of equipment. It's not super, it's it's relatively inexpensive in comparison to their other stuff. Um, but it's like, a, it's just like a little box you put in front of your TV, plug it in, and it's a camera. And it basically, you can put it on something called self mode, where it like, for lack of a better word, that doesn't sound as creepy, but like it watches you and it it tracks your form. Right. Um, so it's basically like you can stand next to the instructor and like, it'll correct your form or show you like the right way to do it. And then you have like a movement tracker where you have to keep going and your movement tracker fills up as you, like if you're doing bicep curls, (laughs) I'm I'm, now I'm doing the motions. Um, (laughs) yeah,
0: with no weights, arms to the side.
1: Thank God. No weight. (laughs) Um, uh, But if you're doing bicep curls, you have to, like, you don't have to fill up your movement tracker, but it's supposed to, like, encourage you to do so. Um, Mm -hmm. So you don't stop. Like, I mean, I'm definitely guilty of, like, stopping when I'm in pain, of course, but um, only for a few seconds. But this kind of motivated me to keep going and get through strength, which is something that's, I don't want to say relatively new to me because I've kind of been doing it for I'd say like eight to 10 months now, like I've been seriously into strength, whereas Mm -hmm. before I was kind of just doing cardio. Um, But yeah, I think it helps a lot in my opinion. I like it. Yeah,
0: that's great. That's a good purchase. I'm not opposed to getting it. I mean, it's not unthinkable that I'll have it one day. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kind of like any merch at Universal or Disney. <laughs> you know, it's not unthinkable. I could get it. Oh,
1: same. I mean, I think I bought every single piece of retro merch from both <laughs> Universal and Disney. <laughs> the retro lines <laughs> are good. They really
0: yeah. are. Um, the, you know, one thing about strength training is I think, you know, let's say somebody was not doing strength training and they just started bike and tread they're going to look for weight loss as the sign that they're doing well. And that's understandable. I would actually argue, and it's very hard to put this into practice that you kind of got to ignore the weight. You kind of just have to know as we have talked about, you're doing good stuff for your body, et cetera, et cetera. What makes strength training challenging is that if you really do it as frequently as we do, you know, you're putting on muscle and the muscle weighs more than fat. So, you may get on the scale, this is certainly what I've experienced, and you don't see that weight loss as much as you may like, you may even see a weight gain to a certain degree. And it's that, you know, I don't know how to interpret that for myself because I know I'm putting on muscle. So it's very tough to kind of figure out, okay, well, what percentage of it is muscle and how all that is, but the results kind of speak for themselves looking in the mirror. And Alex, you mentioned you did crush your core. You did... Uh, one of them twice, the crush your core program, you said, right?
1: Yeah. So I've done the second one twice.
0: I'm sure you have noticed a difference in your abdominal region, right? Is it tighter? Is it flat? I mean, I'm I'm assuming, right? Definitely. Yes.
1: Yeah. Much stronger. And, but it also helps like on the tread too. And on the bike, I, I would, I seriously think I was able to run so strong at the half marathon because my core was stronger.
0: No doubt that makes sense to me. Total sense. And what I would encourage, I guess what I'm kind of rambling on about, I would encourage all people working out that use strength training not to be too harsh on themselves. Recognize that you're going to be putting on muscle, which will, which may not reflect itself in a decrease in the number on the scale, but is actually good for your body, even if you weigh the same or even more, because it's just you're, you're putting on muscle. And, and if you, that's what I've learned.
1: Um, no, I agree completely. I mean, I, I personally have seen a weight gain, but I know that it's muscle, right? Um, which is like, that's kind of how I, I measure it in my own head, right? Like, definitely don't be too hard on yourself. And like, if you know, you're putting in the work, it's not going to waste.
0: Absolutely. You're
1: absolutely, you're doing great things for your heart. You're doing great things for your body in its entirety, but like building that muscle and building that strength is, is crucial. Honestly, it definitely is.
0: And it's good for your numbers, you know, the blood work numbers and all that stuff. Um, And also with the dieting, I I know you get a lot of fitness experts that say what you eat is as important as the working out or even more important. And I get that, but most people are human. You know, we're all, we're all human. And I could tell you, I don't eat perfectly, especially on the weekends. And I don't care. Like I came home from my recent trip to Florida and I know I put on a couple of pounds. I don't know how much. Um, but uh, just a couple. And I'm like, okay, I'm going back on a trip later on in the year. I just kind of want to tighten it up before that trip. I'm not going to go crazy. I'm not going to be super focused on any numbers. I just right. want to tighten it up. And then you do, you know, like my weekday eating happens to be pretty good. Weekend is a little looser, which is fine. Right. But it's just kind of like the full package. And one of the, I guess where I'm going with this, <laughs> I'm doing a lot of rambling. This is kind of like a stream of consciousness thing, but no,
1: this is great.
0: This is now going to come to a, a good uh, point here, which is I recently, as I mentioned to you off the air, I did I mention this to you off the air? Yes, I did. I don't even know what I'm saying. Amazing. It's getting late. It's getting late. But anyhow.
1: The I point Scott is trying to make is eat ice cream every night oh, I <laughs> and wish. don't care about I it. I totally wish. Yeah.
0: But a Peloton, for those that don't know, offers tremendous amount of meditation classes. Mm-hmm. and it's not just my love of the Beatles that gets me to try this, and they were into meditation, but I actually find it i find it challenging. I find meditation very challenging, but also very rewarding, and I did what's known as a kindness meditation with the instructor. Her first name is Kira. Is it Kira Michelle? Is that her last name?
1: I think, yeah, or yeah. Mitchell.
0: Mitchell, yes. maybe. Yeah. And yeah. the whole point of the kindness meditation is to be kind to yourself. Don't be judgmental. Don't be harsh. If you're experiencing anxiety, as I do, Okay, accept that. It's okay. Don't make yourself feel bad. So, if you're not seeing the results that you want, don't be harsh on yourself. It's all a process, it's a journey. And just because you don't see physical results don't doesn't mean that there's not improvement within your body and your organs and your numbers. And that's kind of my new approach. Like Peloton lifestyle is the way to go. It just it brings you to a better point physically and mentally.
1: I completely agree with all of the above. And that's super important too. Right. To notice, like, if you're not seeing a change physically, like as in your appearance physically, but you feel so much better, that's like a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I I mean, it, there are some days where, I mean, we all wake up where we're like, Oh, I really don't feel well. I don't, I'm feeling like I'm 800 pounds or like, I, I feel like, I'm holding like anchor. My feet are like anchors. Whatever people say, it's just like everybody has those days, right? Yes. Like you, everybody has days where you just don't want to move and you feel like you know.
0: Is that a Hannah Montana reference? Everybody has. Everybody days. makes mistakes. <laughs> everybody, makes mistakes.
1: <laughs> everybody has those days. Nobody's
0: perfect. <laughs> Go on yes, the it's, bike. It's good. it's good stuff. It's good stuff. That's Miley Cyrus song, TV. by the way. There's a there's a great Miley Cyrus song. No one talks about it. It was a bonus track on her album. Oh man, this is yeah. Re- yeah we gotta okay. look this up now. I'm looking it up real quickly. The album bangers from 2013. Bonus track: "Rooting for My Baby." Do you know that song? No. It it is a gem of a track. It is one of my. Fa- yeah. It's got this. Uh, you um, You gotta listen to this track after we're done recording. It's. Of course. I, it's very chill. It's like. I remember seeing someone describe it like you're sitting on an island and Miley is singing an acoustic set. It's the best Miley Cyrus song. Oh my God, that's amazing. Would you be surprised to know that Joe and I both listened to Miley Cyrus?
1: Um, not at all. Yes. yes. <laughs> Mid my day, honestly. <laughs> there are totally some days where you don't want to do it. And but you know what? I always find that those days are like. A my most productive and B the the when I feel the most rewarded. Yes, like when I don't want to do it and I like kind of just power through even if it's not my best day. Like not every day is going to be your best. It would be not it wouldn't be fun at all if every day was a PR. Right. You know what I mean. It it takes the the special component out of it if you PR every single day. Um. So I don't mean it in that way, but like when you power through, you're like, oh, I made it. Right. I did that and I feel so much better and my mind is so much more clear and, you know, all the things.
0: I'm with you. I'm totally with you. And you have been an inspiration for me with my Peloton. I have gotten ideas of classes to take from talking to you and seeing you do so well on the bike has given me confidence and inspired me to keep on trying my best. So, oh,
1: thanks. I mean, course, you know, the feeling is mutual. Of course.
0: Of course. we I are see par- you
1: on there 6 a.m. I'm like, yes man, I I better get it together.
0: (laughs) No, it's uh, once you're in a rhythm, you're in a rhythm and it almost becomes natural, especially with the weather getting better and it's getting light out earlier. So it's just kind of, let's get up and do it. You know, that's the way to do it. And um, tomorrow, for example, I'm doing just strength training. I'm taking a day off from cardio because my legs do feel it. I mean, they really do feel it. And I've done three cardio days in a row with spinning and a tread. But and so my workout's going to be short. I'll probably do about 45 minutes altogether and that's fine. It's yeah. Again, like Robin you said, gotta do you what do you got to do. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Anything? I know. I'm, I'm, I'm got feeling
1: to... a rest day coming up.
0: It's important. <laughs> anything else you want to say about Peloton?
1: It's, it's a great company. I think when people give it a chance, they'll recognize. Yes. Could start with the app. You don't even have to get the equipment. Right. Um, and I think it's just important to note, like finding an instructor that works for you is so important. Right. Like, I think that that's, that was a big thing for me. Um, yes. And I didn't try any of my favorite instructors willingly because I don't like change. Somebody forced me into taking <laughs> my favorite instructors now. And I was like 10 rides in and I was only taking the UK people. Um, and they're great. Of course. Yes but I didn't know anything else. I literally thought Peloton was like this UK based company. And like <laughs> that, the American studio and the New York studio was like the guest.
0: Right. Right.
1: <laughs> Not neither of them are guests. I just like, no. that was how it was in my head. Um, but yeah, finding an instructor that works for you is just, is the key.
0: Right. I think. And you get excited then when they come out with new uh, classes.
1: Oh, of course. Yeah. And the pre-shows and the live rides. Yes. It's my favorite. I am not kidding you. It is my favorite time of the week. It sounds so cheesy, but it is. Sometimes I'll do like a workout in the morning and then a workout at night. If my instructor is teaching,
0: I get it. I totally you know? get it.
1: I don't want more to catch up on. No, I'm kidding. It's just because I love the rides. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it is. Def-
0: it is definitely There is an addictive component to it. And that's partially because of the way they give you those check marks and, and do everything. But it keeps you coming back for more. So before we wrap up, Alex and I were talking, and instead of the Stuff We Love segment, we're going to just do a very quick music discussion since we've often talked about music on the show and it was not the main focus tonight. Alex, give me a quick summary of what you've been listening to recently.
1: Okay, so I'm like all over the place. Um, Per the usual, I'm into my like Florence and the Machine, um, Phineas, I'm into like a bunch of indie alternative rock and pop right now. Okay. But I have to tell you my favorite song from like right now is first class by Jack Harlow. <laughs> I yes. cannot get that song out of my head. It's so good. <laughs> and I just like, like I heard it and I, I'm not, and you know me, like not that I don't listen to the radio or not that I don't listen to like top 50 on Spotify or top us hits um, or new music Friday, but Like, I like to find things on my own (laughs) and as opposed to, like, it playing on the radio every five seconds and me getting sick of it in, like, the first day or two. And not that I found this song on my own, but, like, I discovered, I personally discovered it for myself the other day. Right. And I was like, that is a great song. It Um, is a great song. That's one that definitely stuck out to me. First class. Yes. Yes.
0: I would like to direct what your, are your attention. thoughts on that. Well, I love, I love first class. I think it's a great song. Okay. Um, I'm going to direct your attention to two other tracks from the Jack Harlow album. I really like, uh, as a matter of fact, as we do this, I am literally adding it to our shared playlist. Yes. So that's one. And our listeners are just going to have to wait for me to finish doing this because this is my podcast. <laughs> okay. One <laughs> is called like a blade of grass. The other is called State Fair. And I didn't know if that was a reference to the Rodgers and Hammerstein musical State Fair. By the way, the first time Rodgers and Hammerstein has been mentioned oh. in the same sentence with Jay, <laughs> Jack Harlow. <laughs> but
1: anyhow. Hey, you know what? It speaks to
0: our blend. It does. It does. You know, I listened to the Jack Harlow album and I wanted this is not a criticism because there were things about it I really liked. I like the song Dua Lipa. Um, there's a song Dua Lipa. Okay. But yeah. I wanted to like it more. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I, there was, I wasn't as into some of the tracks as I wanted to be. But then I thought that some tracks were really good. And I thought those two tracks really stood out. So check it out. I added it to our shared playlist on Spotify. Oh, I Not have the blend, but the other shared playlist. Not the, uh, yes.
1: Yes. Our, yes. our shared playlist is a classic.
0: It's, oh, it's and great. also,
1: I've been very into the band Camino.
0: Camino, do you, do you yes. I, I've heard of them. Yes, I'm not really familiar with their work, but i definitely heard of them.
1: I'm seeing them very soon. I'm actually going to meet them. I'm very excited.
0: Good for that. Good for you. That's very, awesome. Very excited.
1: Um, yeah. Maggie Rogers. I'm looking at my playlist right now.
0: Maggie Rogers at Coachella. I love this year.
1: Maggie Rogers. I know. Incredible. What a debut back from no album.
0: That's great. I That's love great it. That's great music. Great, great analysis.
1: <laughs> yeah. As, as always. Um, yeah. And I think I covered... I think I covered what I'm listening to. And of course, Casey Musgraves, which by the way, I would love a redemption 10 seconds because that album totally grew on me. Oh yes. I chalk it up to the fact that I hate change and it's just, it's a flaw. It's a, it's a big flaw of mine, but you're talking
0: about star cross, the album star crossed.
1: Of course.
0: I have another theory too. And I, I, I definitely not liking change is a big reason why that may have been hard to take in at first, but, Another thing that for me, I think was definitely true is that we're Casey's album before this was golden hour. Okay. Which we just, are obsessed with. Yeah. And. It almost set too high a standard for whatever she would do next.
1: In my head. Definitely. Yes.
0: The In album is great. Maybe Star I'll, I'll is as great. Far as
1: speaking for both of us. No, no, no. Um, it's true. It's it, uh, yeah, no. definitely true. Starcross is great. It's just um, I almost just said Everlong by the Foo Fighters because I'm staring at the song on our on our Spotify playlist. <laughs> um, no, but Golden Hour is one of those records that I I just have no words. Yeah. Like it's just one of those where I, there's no explanation. Yes, you just don't even. It doesn't need one. Um, it's great. But yes, that Starcross is growing on me, and Hookup Scene and Camera Roll are probably my two favorite songs now.
0: Camera Roll is a beautiful song and it still maintains its emotional intensity no matter how many times you hear it. It's just so yeah. it's overwhelming. But uh, no, Camera Roll is a beautiful song, beautiful song. It it's is. a it's a masterpiece both lyrically and melodically. Yes, um seriously. She killed
1: it. <laughs> she did. She, <laughs> she did. did. I know I didn't give it the credit it deserved, but she did. Yeah, so those are that's what I'm listening to. What are you what are you listening to?
0: What am I listening to? Uh, well, as always, you got your standbys, the Beatles, the Beach Boys. Of course. Frank Sinatra, et cetera. But in terms oh, that of that goes
1: without saying for me, too, by the, the way,
0: constants, the constants, Right. <laughs> the we Constance. probably don't need to even say that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, a band called the Marias that was at Coachella this year. I saw them on the YouTube live stream. A very good band combination of rock and kind of this R&B Latin type feel. Uh, very good group. That really was an example where I knew not a single one of their songs. And I was so impressed with their performance. I started listening to them on Spotify. Uh, there's another singer named B Also, I saw at Coachella. Uh, she's got a great voice, very hypnotic type voice. I've been listening a bit to her. Um, let's see. I'm taking a look at my recently played stuff. Can't get the song as it was by Harry Styles. I can't get enough of that song. I'm very excited for his new album coming out in just a few weeks. Oh, and um, in terms of other newer artists albums, not as much. I actually went back and started listening to a lot more Paramore in response to the rock 22 series. Me too.
1: <laughs> Paramore and I, I fall out boy, everything. Yes. For everything sure. in response to rock 22. Honestly. It
0: makes sense. It makes total sense. And uh, that's what really stands out. I, um, Oh, also I picked up the, Target exclusive vinyl of sour by Olivia Rodrigo.
1: Oh nice. Picked it up the Is it other. Purple? day.
0: I think it's light blue. I haven't opened it yet.
1: <laughs> don't, don't open it.
0: <laughs> don't open it. Right, right.
1: <laughs> it's amazing. Um so I yeah, actually the, that reminds you... me. Oh no, sorry. I cut you off.
0: No, please, please. <laughs> no, I
1: I got Dua Lipa Future Nostalgia. And, like, you can't find the vinyl anywhere. Mm-hmm. And this is a story for another time on the podcast when I want to talk about missed opportunities. Yes. Um, but it's one of those that when if you don't get it, it's going to be, like, reselling for $800 in the next two weeks. Mm. Um, so I picked up a copy from Amazon. Oh. I don't know how. It took, like, a month to get here. And now I won't open it. Because it's, like, bright blue, limited edition, future nostalgia, like, bonus yeah. track vinyl.
0: Does it have the main cover of her in the car in outer space? Yes. That's a great item. <laughs> it's, yes. It's it a was, great purchase.
1: It was, I honestly am surprised it even got here. Yeah, I thought it was sure. going to be one that got canceled or something.
0: Like a joke, you know, like a joke thing that they're you know,
1: always, always.
0: But yeah, that's what I've been listening to. Um, getting ready for summer music always sounds different in the summer finally the weather's picking up it's nice to be able to walk outside and hear cars drive by with their windows down i get to see what they're listening to i always get a kick out of that
1: um
0: yeah that's what stands out that's definitely what stands out and uh waiting for the next oh, I have Taylor. A question go ahead
1: i was just gonna ask you taylor <laughs> yes is it
0: the time where we talk about taylor swift <laughs>
1: <laughs> is it?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of anticipation. We're recording this on May. What is the date? This is May 11th. 11th. There's a lot of anticipation that two days from now, May 13th, Taylor may have a surprise drop of the 1989 Taylor's version or Speak Now Taylor's version. I actually do not think either is going to happen. I think that there's a new Florence and Machine on Friday, along with the new yes. Kendrick Lamar. And I don't think she would drop the same day as those albums. But There's been some weird stuff going on recently. You got this merch drop for both albums on her website, and you have This Love, the song from 1989, coming out in Taylor's version just last week. So I think I I could be wrong, and this episode will be listened to by plenty of people after this Friday, but I'm making a prediction now that we are going to have an announcement on Friday. We are not going to have a release, maybe a single release, but not an album release, an announcement of the next Taylor releases I don't know if it's going to be both the same day or what, but something is happening. Something is happening in the Taylor world with these Taylor's version releases.
1: I would agree completely.
0: What is your prediction? If you get it wrong, there's no, no consequence.
1: (laughs) You're never going on the podcast.
0: again.
1: (laughs) Um, I think it's going to be a single. Okay. From maybe one from each album. And then some sort of announcement. But I think you're right with Lawrence and the Machine coming out and Kendrick, Kendrick. Right. I think it'll be. I don't think she would drop. I'm. She wouldn't even drop one. I doubt. But I could be wrong. Who knows? Yeah, it's. What if she drops just, both and we're just well, we're just
0: shocked. If she drops both, speak now in nineteen ninety-nine deluxe version. You know Taylor's version on Friday. I'm calling out of work for two months. <laughs> This is going to, I mean, amazing. The, the, we're going to have to seriously devote our weekends now to, and weekdays to studying these releases. Oh, I yeah. said to Joe, this Love, the Taylor's version that just came out, is notably different from the it, version that is on the original Speak Now. I, I love mean, Original it. 1989,
1: excuse me. Yeah, but I love
0: it. I do too. I and absolutely love it. I have a feeling that 1989 is going to be way more different than we would have thought. Kind, kind of a good you
1: know, feeling th- i no i agree actually and i think because i think it has the most potential to be different like right. in a good way no I'm, I'm not saying like speak now doesn't have potential to be different but i think like those like the speak nows and they're so classic sounding for her that like you know she makes it more full and more grand and mm-hmm. more like pronounced right whereas like a 1989 is like very pop in my opinion and not like not like retro Taylor sounding and not in a bad way. I love 1989, of course, but I feel like that has the most potential to be like, like a lot different. Yes. And I'd be excited for that. Honestly.
0: Yeah. Um, I think that one of maybe this is my own imagination, but one area in which sound has improved in recent years has been on drums. Think about the drums that accompany state of grace on the Taylor's version, red Taylor's version, Mm -hmm. unbelievable drums think about what you could do with a track like style which is a true pop song if you just give the drums more of a rock sound I mean I think there's a yeah. lot of potential there but then at the same time admittedly one of the drawbacks of red Taylor's version is that we are never ever getting back together and I should I knew you were trouble the, the very famous poppy songs really didn't sound that much different so maybe we're yeah we're a little off on this but the point is stuff stuff is happening. The stuff it's is happening, happening in Taylor very World.
1: Very soon. Very soon.
0: Very Two soon. Days,
1: we'll find out.
0: <laughs> uh, so that's my thoughts about, uh, about Taylor Swift right now. Love it. It's been very quiet in Taylor World recently, even with this r- recent release of This Love. She's been pretty silent on social media. Yeah. And uh, I don't think she attended the Met Gala, right? Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I don't think so.
0: I was away I when uh, this photos. happened. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then I saw the merch come out. And I, of course, checked for signed CDs for us, Scott.
0: Oh, as soon as I see that.
1: I didn't yet. Um, Not this time around, but hopefully soon. Um, But yeah, no, I didn't see her at the Met Gala. But I saw the merch and I was like, oh, something's coming. This happens every time.
0: Well, as we get ready to approach the end of the show here, I'm going to leave you with a Taylor thought before we go to wrap up mode, which consistently amazes me. Related to 1989, Taylor's, the album. 1989 came out in a regular edition and a deluxe edition. The deluxe edition had several bonus tracks and some like voice memos of her recording, like practicing songs. The three bonus tracks were New Romantics, You Are in Love, and Wonderland, okay? New Romantics, on Rob Sheffield's top, Rolling Stone article of top 10 songs of all time. I think New Romantics was top 5 maybe you yeah. know like it's one of her greatest songs. It's a bonus track. I mean, how amazing an artist do you have to be to have a song like New Romantics in your catalog and you don't even release it on the official album release. It's a yeah. bonus track. Yeah. It's a great song. It's a great song. That is a Beatles thing right there. That is a Beatles yeah. thing. She's amazing. Yes. I one mean, of as, the greatest of all time, as we know.
1: Yes, Agree. Totally, she changed the game. I would mean, you think go about to a how much
0: Casey she Taylor tour.
1: A thousand percent.
0: That concert, get ready! I, hope I, it happens. I would.
1: That would make my life. <laughs> That'd be insane.
0: Did you see Casey Musgraves on a recent award show? Well, a couple of years ago, duet with Willie Nelson on the Rainbow Connection.
1: I did, and I'm going to be honest with you. It's one of my favorite renditions of the song. Totally. Like, sometimes I go to YouTube and I listen to it. I know that sounds so dorky, but um, I love that. And I love I'm Fine from, I think it's on pageant material, isn't Mm -hmm. it? With Willie Nelson. Um, Yeah, she's
0: done a couple. She even did a uh, on her holiday album a really good duet with Willie Nelson. Oh, yeah. Do you know that I met Willie Nelson?
1: No, you did. I met him
0: very briefly, a few uh, years ago.
1: Incredible. But I'm proud to say
0: I did. He's a legend. He's a legend.
1: A legend. The braids. I can't Braids, (laughs) I love the braids. Iconic.
0: Well, Alex, what can you say? This is unbelievable. What a show.
1: This is unreal. I'm so happy that you texted me. This is amazing. Glad we got to talk.
0: Oh, it's always great to have you on the podcast. We have more uh,
1: coming up if Taylor releases music.
0: Don't we will always have me. more coming up, you know, whether because whether or not Taylor releases new music soon, there's always new music to be listened to. Let me tell our listeners now where they can find us on social media. We are on Twitter at Stuff We Love Pod, Instagram at Stuff We Love Podcast. We have a Facebook page and a YouTube channel. Our website is Stuff We Love Podcast We can be reached at Stuff We Love Podcast at gmail.com. I normally do this quicker but it's getting late, so I have to think, what, what did I leave out here? And uh, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe and leave us those good reviews, which makes it easier for others to find the podcast. And with that, let us go around the table. Alex, thank you again. This has been fantastic.
1: Oh, this was incredible, Scott. Thank you for having me.
0: Of course. So I am Scott. I'm Alex. And this has been the Stuff We Love podcast.